So I wanted to uh, announce to you this year the theme for our new year. We have a new year and a new theme. And the theme for this year, the Lord put in my heart, is the crooked places straight. Crooked places straight. And this theme comes out of Isaiah chapter 42, verse 5. God says, I will go before you to make the crooked places straight. I will cut in pieces the bars of iron and I will cut in pieces the gates of bronze and open and cut the bars of iron. And so God is speaking to us today that he is going before us to make the crooked places straight. Now, 2020 revealed that there are a lot of crooked places in the world. There's a lot of crooked places in our nation. Uh, but what God wants us to focus on in 2021 is not so much not so much focusing on the crooked places outside of ourselves, but the crooked places inside of ourselves. Uh, because if we would just look internally, we would see that there's some crooked places in our lives that God wants to make straight. This vision, this theme for 2021, is not so much a prophetic promise as it is an invitation. God is going before us to make the crooked places straight, but we're going to have to come after him. And for so many of us, uh, God has gone before us to make crooked places straight, but we don't know it. We haven't experienced the breakthrough because we have not followed. We have not come after him. And so the image the Lord gave me is he's parted the Red Sea, but we refuse to cross it. He stopped the waters of the Jordan, but we refuse to cross over. He's collapsed the walls of Jericho, but we simply refuse to go in and take the city. And so what God wants to do in 2021 is to activate us to move with him, to activate us to cross when he parts the waters. He says, I'm going before you to make the crooked places straight, but you're going to have to come after me in order to experience the straightening of those crooked places. So as we turn our hearts to his word today, let's pray. Father, I pray today that you'd speak to us mightily by the power of your word and spirit. I pray, God, that you would bless this word, that you would cause it to settle into our hearts, and that you'd open our eyes and open our ears. Lord, you truly have marvelous things in store for us in 2021. I pray that not one of us would miss out on it. I pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, God has favor in store for you in 2021. And God is inviting us to enter into that place of favor. But in order to enter into the favor of the Lord, there's something very specific that must happen in our hearts. When you pray for favor, God responds with counsel. This is the heart of the message today. It's a very simple message today. When you pray for favor, God responds with counsel. If you reject his counsel, you forfeit his favor. If you embrace his counsel, you receive his favor. So many of us have been praying for favor while simultaneously rejecting counsel. And we don't realize, we don't understand why it is that we can't enter into favor. It's because we've rejected counsel. So there's a couple of illustrations that come to mind. First illustration that comes to mind is uh, my good friend John, back in 2014 or 2015, started encouraging me to buy Bitcoin. By the way, I am not encouraging you to buy Bitcoin. Uh, I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. But my friend John encouraged me to buy Bitcoin. And uh, he says, you know, I really think you should buy some Bitcoin. And I said, what's Bitcoin? He says, well, it's this digital currency. And I said, well, how much is it? He said, well, right now the coins are about $150. I'm like, 
$150 for a digital coin? Man, get out of here with all that. No, I just completely blew him off. So then about a year later, we're hanging out again. He's like, I really think you should buy some Bitcoin. I'm like, Bitcoin, what is that? You're coming to me with this stuff again? What is this stuff? And um, he said, well, yeah, it's this coin. So at that time, it was like, I don't know, $350, $400. Well, every year after that, he encouraged me to buy Bitcoin. And when I finally heeded his counsel, by that time, Bitcoin was $3,500, something like that. So why was he encouraging me to buy Bitcoin? Because he had experienced favor in that realm. And he wanted me to participate in the favor that he had experienced in that realm. That is, he was inviting me to partake of the favor that he had partaken of. And that invitation to partake of his favor took the form of counsel. But when I rejected his counsel, I forfeited his favor. And I, I, as I was thinking about this, I thought, this is how most of us are with God. God is constantly giving us counsel. We want him to just give us straight favor. But the favor of the Lord most often does not come directly. It comes through his counsel. And so he gives us counsel, but because we do not take his counsel, we do not receive his favor. And when you forsake the counsel of the Lord, that's called dishonor. And so for many of us, we're crying out to God for favor, but we've dishonored his counsel simultaneously. And because we have dishonored his counsel, we have forfeited his favor. And so the invitation of the Lord for 2021 is that we would wake up and begin to honor the counsel of the Lord. That is the first crooked place that God wants to make straight in our lives is our tendency to dishonor the counsel of the Lord. And, and many of us have dishonored the counsel of the Lord again and again and again. And because of that, we've forfeited favor. Uh, New Year's Eve night, uh, many of you joined us for the fiasco. Well, the behind the scenes, there was a fiasco that happened. Uh, for most of you, the only thing you experienced is that it started 15 minutes late. It was supposed to start at 11. It started at 11.15. Behind the scenes, uh, I couldn't get the equipment to work. And I was so stressed out, I went into tunnel vision, and I was just frantically working to try to get the equipment working. My wife puts in the slack to our staff, please pray, Benjamin can't get the equipment to work, and uh, you know we're still an hour and a half out. Immediately, Daniel calls me on the phone. I see Daniel call, I hit decline. Why? I'm too busy to talk right now. I got to fix the problem. The, now, the problem was that Daniel was calling me with the answer. But I was so busy trying to fix the problem that I did not have time to receive the answer. So Daniel's calling me with the answer. He's got the equipment in hand. He's like, I'll just come to your house today. He's, he's ready to come, but I'm shutting out the answer because I'm too busy trying to fix the problem. And this is how most of us are. We're so busy trying to fix the problem that we're shutting out the answer. Now, in Proverbs chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 20, Solomon tells us that wisdom is crying aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open square. She cries out from the the, the, the public concourses. At the opening of the gates in the city, she makes her words known. Where is wisdom? She's everywhere. She's all around. She's not whispering into the ears of a select elite few. 
She's crying out everywhere. Where's wisdom? It's all around you. It's everywhere. Wisdom is all around you, and the counsel of the Lord comes through his wisdom. But the counsel of the Lord often comes through people. And in order to receive the counsel of the Lord, you simply have to be able to discern wisdom when you're in its presence. And if you can discern wisdom when you're in its presence, you'll open your heart to the counsel of the Lord. That's all around. See, all around you, there's people who have been where you're trying to get, who have done what you're trying to do, who have received what you're trying to receive, who have broken free from what you're trying to break free from, and you're crying out to God for that same favor. But in order to receive that favor, you must receive the counsel of those who have gone before you. And if you reject the counsel of those who have gone before you, you also forfeit the favor that they have experienced. Wisdom is crying aloud. She's in the public square. She's everywhere. But you must be able to discern the difference between wise counsel, foolish counsel, and wicked counsel. And so if you heed foolish counsel, you'll eat the fruit of foolishness. If you heed wicked counsel, you'll eat the fruit of wickedness. But if you heed wise counsel, you'll eat the fruit of wisdom. And this year God is offering us the fruit of wisdom and he's inviting us to partake of it. Um, James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, one of the greatest problems in contemporary Christianity is that we have a high penchant for learning and we've defined learning as arriving at a place of understanding, moving from a place of ignorance to a place of understanding. And the problem with most of us Western Christians is that we think that if we understand something and agree with it internally, we've learned it. But from a biblical perspective, you haven't learned it until you begin to do it. Do not be hearers of the word only. Be doers of the word and not hearers of the word only, deceiving yourselves. If you hear the word and say amen, but don't do the word, that is self-deception. You're deceiving yourself into thinking that you got it. And one of the greatest travesties in the body of Christ today is that by and large, Christians, especially in America, are much better at believing than we are in doing. And for, for most of us, you know, you, you walk with Christ for years and years and years, but nothing actually changes in your life. We don't actually enter into discipleship, and God is inviting us into a discipleship process this year that requires the activation of your obedience. You know, we talk about the faith of Abraham, but the faith of Abraham was coupled with his obedience. When God told him to get out of your father's house and go to the place I'll show you, he obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. What God is looking for this year are people who are willing to obey and go, even if they don't know where they're going. So in Matthew chapter 21, Jesus tells this parable, Matthew 21, 28 and following. Jesus tells this parable, and he tells it to the religious people, he tells it to the religious leaders, and he says, there was a man who had two sons. And he went to the first son, and he said, go work in my vineyard, boy. And the first son said, heck no, get up out my face. 
So the father goes to the room of the second son. But the, when the father leaves the doorway of the first son, the first son got convicted and said, I shouldn't talk to my dad like that. You know what? I should do what my dad asked me to do. And so he got up and he went. Then he goes to the second son and says, go work in my vineyard, boy. And the second son said, yes, sir, on the way. But he never went. And, the, and Jesus asked the Pharisees, which one of these sons did the will of his father? And they said, the first son. And Jesus, looking at the religious leaders, he basically says, you guys are the second son. You guys love to say amen, but you don't actually go out and do the will of your father. There's a lot of second sons in the body of Christ. You love to say amen, but you actually don't go out and do the will of the Father. Now, I experienced this a lot as a pastor over the years. I remember there was one particular young man who was a member of our church more than a decade ago, so don't be trying to figure out who this is because none of y'all know him. Um, but I, I was, at that time, I, I, was, um, I was meeting with a lot of people trying to do one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And, and this young man came into our, our church and met the Lord and, and had a real mighty powerful encounter with God. So I started meeting with him week after week after week after week after week after week. But there were some clear crooked paths in his life and there were some major decisions that he needed to make. I'm not talking about like breaking a bad habit. That takes time and there's obviously going to be some falling and, you know, getting back up if you're trying to break a bad habit. But there was just some, some clear decisions and some paths he was walking in that he just needed to change. It just, it just required a decision, right? And so I was giving him counsel every week, and he would say, oh, yeah, that's so good. Oh, amen. Oh, yeah, ooh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Oh, yes, mm, that's so good. Oh, praise God. You know, there's so much wisdom in you, and I'm so thankful for the wisdom. Mm, oh, yeah, ah, the wisdom. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah, hallelujah, amen. And he would weep, and he would cry, and then he'd come back the next week, and I'd say, so how did it go? He'd say, how did what go? Well, you know, the counsel I gave you to do such and such, and you said amen to it. Yeah, I'm still praying about it. And I'm, I'm just really... Baffled. I said, okay, you know, have patience. Well, this went on week after week after week after week, and things just got worse and worse and worse in his life, and he would come in and cry about how bad it was and about why doesn't God answer and why doesn't God do. And finally, I said, don't you realize that you have refused his counsel again and again and again? I finally asked him. He said to me in, in one of our meetings, and it was one of our last meetings, consequently, he said, you know, I'm so glad you're my pastor. And I said, am I? And he said, what do you mean by that? I said, well, when my pastor gives me counsel, I take it. But I've given you counsel week after week after week after week. And you don't, you say amen, but you don't actually get up and go do what we talked about. You have refused counsel. And the scripture says actually that fools hate knowledge and instruction. What God wants to deliver us from is the way of the fool. And what God wants to do is to deliver us into the way of the righteous. But that's going to begin with us heeding instruction. Yeah. Also, of course, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus comes to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. He says all of this wonderful stuff in the Sermon on the Mount that we could say amen to, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And then he says, you know, he says all kinds of stuff like... Um, um, he says, um, be perfect even as your heavenly Father is perfect. And if you love those who love you, what good is that? Even the heathens love those who love them. But pray for your enemies and pray, you know, bless those who curse you. And 
and you know, love your enemies and, and bless those who curse you, pray for those who despitefully use you, so shall you be sons of your Father in heaven who sends his reign on the just and the unjust. And he says all these things. You've heard it said to the people long ago, you shall not commit adultery, but I say unto you, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery already with her in your heart. And you've heard it said, do not kill, but I say to you, if you're angry with your brother without a cause, you're a murderer already. And then he ends the Sermon on the Mount with this. Because everybody listens, wow, this is cool, this is awesome, wow, this is powerful. Then you get to Matthew 7, 24, and he ends the Sermon on the Mount with this. If anyone hears these words of mine, but does not, but whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice and does them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came and the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But if anyone hears these words of mine and does not do, do them, he's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The, the, wind, the rains came and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So Jesus ends his sermon by simply saying, you have a choice whether you're going to do it or not. In 2021, you have a choice whether you're going to do it or not. And the word of the Lord to you is, it doesn't matter what happened in 2020, whether you were obedient or disobedient. 2020 is over. It doesn't matter what you did in 2019, whether you were obedient or disobedient. 2019 is over. God says, I've got fresh favor for you in 2020. I've got fresh breakthrough for you in 2020. I've got fresh blessings for you in 2020. And new levels of maturity awaiting you in 2020. But to enter into them, you're going to have to do. You're going to have to take my counsel. You're going to have to heed the counsel of the, of the Lord. You're going to have to stop praying about it and start doing it. You're going to have to start answering. What God is looking for is our immediate response. God is looking for an immediate response. So often God speaks to us, we delay our response. We delay our obedience. God is looking for immediate obedience in 2021. And if we would heed his counsel, God is going to make the crooked places straight before us. And so the outline of the year is very simple. First, we're talking about God making the crooked places straight on the inside of us. So first, the first step of that, the first part of that is encounter with God. Encounter with God is the beginning of God making the crooked places straight on the inside of us. And as we encounter God and, and begin, to, uh, begin to come to grips with the reality of who he is, the sanctity of his presence, the next step is the transformation of our lives. It's not just encountering with God and then going back and living the same way we lived, but there's a transformation of our lives. And then the third step is empowered living, where all of a sudden we begin to draw supernatural strength from God to live different, not just to live differently in terms of sanctity, but to live out of the power of the Holy Spirit. That is, the power of the Holy Spirit wants to empower every aspect and area of your life, your work and your ministry and your family and, and all that you do, your creativity and your, your productivity, uh, empowered living. And then the fourth component is a transformed world. And so we're believing God, first and foremost, to make the crooked places straight on the inside of us. And then secondly, to make the crooked places straight through us, first to us, and after to us, then through us. And so God is calling us to take inventory today. He, he's calling us to take stock and to take inventory today. Are we ready? You know, often we cry out to God for revelation, but often God hesitates to respond to us because he knows that we're not going to obey. And when God sees that my heart is not poised to obey him, his refusal to speak to me is an act of mercy. Because if he speaks to me and knows that I'm not going to obey, he's going to have to judge me for that. 
So he spares me his mercy by refusing to give me his voice. And so there's this going on in this passage here in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 and following. It says, wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Now look at verse 23. Turn at my rebuke. The word there in the Hebrew, shuv. It means to repent. Repent at my rebuke. I know this is the first Sunday of the year. I should be like getting us all hyped and excited. And, and, and you know, this should be like a bunch of promises. But I, I truly believe that this is the word of the Lord for today. I truly believe that this is actually a good word. Like God is literally saying that if you would just simply turn, it's about to be all good. Like you're going to see things change rapidly in your life. If you simply would make the decision today that in 2021, I'm going to heed the counsel of the Lord. Now look at this verse 23. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. Do you realize that the absence of the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk starting next Sunday about encounter with God, about meeting God in in powerful and glorious ways, about the glory of the Lord being poured out in our lives. But do you realize that the prerequisite to the revelation of who God is, is the turning of our hearts? It's, It's the repentance of our hearts. It's when the heart repents and turns back to the Lord that suddenly he hears from heaven and begins to forgive our sin and heal our land. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Turn at my rebuke. Move when I speak to you. I will pour out my spirit on you and make my words known to you. The first crooked place that God wants to make straight is the place of dishonor. For for some of us, God is convicting your hearts right now. He's putting his finger on areas in your life where you dishonored the counsel of the Lord, and you know it. God put his finger on such a place in my life yesterday, and I had to call someone and repent. I dishonored the counsel of the Lord. Because I did not recognize that the counsel of the Lord was coming to me through that person. I did not recognize... And this is, this is really the discernment key. When you see fruit in someone's life that you want, that's when your heart should be open to receive the counsel of that person. If there's, if see, this is, you know, we could take this to mean that we should just always receive counsel. There's foolish counsel. You can't receive everybody's counsel. Sometimes you need to look at the fruit of that person's life and say, and just smile and don't tell them that. You don't have to dishonor them. But you simply can walk away from that conversation and say, I I don't want to eat that fruit. That counsel will lead to that fruit. But if you see the fruit that you desire in someone else's life, that's when you're, and you should have a very small circle of individuals that you see that kind of fruit in and say, with this small circle of individuals, this small circle of individuals, I'm going to heed their counsel. There's a small group of individuals. If they say, Benjamin, I, I suggest you read this book, I read that book. If they say, Benjamin, you need to pray about this, I pray about that. And I can give testimony after testimony of of how God moved us into places of blessing because someone in that circle spoke into my life and said, Benjamin, you need to pray about this, even though I didn't see it, even if uh, initially I didn't even agree with it or want it. 
but it was somebody in that circle. I can see the fruit of righteousness in their life. Fruit that I want to partake of. Said, this is what you need to do. And it was in heeding that counsel that the door for breakthrough and blessing opened in my life. Some of you have attended this church for years. And you, every week, the counsel of the Lord comes to you. But you haven't yet heeded it. I say this not to condemn you or to shame you, but simply to say God is wiping the slate clean. But from today, this is the new day, and there's fresh favor in 2021. God has so much in store, so much that he wants to do, but his favor is coming to you now in the form of counsel. And if you would hear the counsel of the Lord and open your heart, and, and I'm going to give you some very clear counsel today that I believe is the counsel of the Lord. And this is the first point of counsel that I'll give you. To enter into the breakthrough that God desires to give you in 2021, you must recognize that you cannot do it by yourself. The counsel I'm giving you is you need community. Now, we have a powerful ministry here at Living Hope called Community Groups. And our community groups in 2021 are new and improved. We have created new avenues and pathways of connection, not just our general community groups. Those will continue to be available, but we're also creating two new types of groups. And our next season of community groups is starting at the beginning of February. And when that season starts, two new types of groups are becoming available. The first is going to be interest groups, and the second is going to be life stage groups. And if you're a member of our church and you desire to lead either one of our general groups or an, a life stage group or an interest group, there's a link that's being dropped into the chat right now. You can click that link and sign up to lead a community group. And even if you're not a member and you want to join one of our community groups, you can join one of our community groups. Just click the link that's being dropped into the chat right now and join a community group. And if you are a member and you're not in a community group, may I say to you that you are missing out on one of the most important conduits of both the counsel and favor of the Lord that God has made available in this house. The scripture says that wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. Actually, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. And what happens when we gather together in community is that the counsel of the Lord comes through our brothers and sisters into our lives. And what you begin to discover in community groups is you begin to see the fruit of wisdom in the lives of other people right around you. Wisdom is right there. For some of you, the wisdom that you've been crying out to God for is right in a community group. There's a group of people, but you don't have time to answer the phone because you're too busy trying to fix the problem in your life. Many of you are thinking, but I don't have time for that. It's like, Daniel's calling me with the answer, but I don't have time to answer his call because I'm too busy trying to fix the computer and the camera. That's how some of you are right now. As you look at your life, I don't have time for community. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it. Why? Because I'm trying to fix this problem in my life. I'm giving you the counsel of the Lord today. You need community. We need community. And we have so much more to say and so many more doors the Lord's going to open for us. But today, the simple word of the Lord to you is, if you would heed the counsel of the Lord, you're going to eat the fruit of divine favor. And that fruit, I guarantee it, 
It's going to be delicious in 2021. Amen? Bow your heads and let me pray for you today. Precious Heavenly Father, I speak your blessing over these sons and daughters of yours. Strengthen and encourage each one. Lord, some of us for the last multiple number of years, we've disqualified ourselves. We forfeited your favor. Not because we didn't believe. We believed fervently. But we forfeited your favor. Not because we didn't agree. We agreed adamantly. But we forfeited your favor simply because we failed to heed your counsel in some important aspect of our lives. And Father, I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'd speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, open our eyes, cause us to see. Open our eyes, cause us to see. We don't want to be hearers of the word only. We want to be doers of the word. If we're hearers only, we deceive ourselves. God, set us free. Deliver us from self-deception. And I pray that you would open the ears of each and every one of one of your sons and daughters under the sound of my voice today to hear the promise in this word. That if you would heed my counsel, the Lord is saying to you today, if you would heed my counsel, surely I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. Surely. Some of you, the spirit of God is releasing repentance in your heart today. And that repentance is simply the acknowledgement before the Lord. Lord, I rejected your counsel. And for some of you, that repentance needs to extend to some other person. I rejected your counsel. The counsel of the Lord came through you and I rejected it. I did not discern the counsel of the Lord. And that's why I was disqualified from the favor of the Lord. His favor comes through his counsel. So Father, I pray that you would just work repentance in every heart and a renewed resolve to heed the counsel of the Lord. That we would not reject him who speaks and that hope would be born in hearts. Encouragement. Because see, here's the beautiful thing about it. And this is the promise. That if I reject the counsel of the Lord, I will also forfeit his favor. But the, the other side is also true. If I receive and heed and obey the counsel of the Lord, I will certainly receive his favor. And God has certain favor for you in 2021 certain favor that there's absolutely no way you'll miss. All you have to do is heed his counsel. If you certainly heed his counsel, you will certainly receive his favor. It's certain. It cannot fail. It cannot fail. And so Father, I just speak your blessing over your people today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to lead you in a prayer. I'm not even going to ask you to repeat after me because too many of us believe if I've repeated the prayer, I've done it. The doing it is going to happen after this service is over. Do it. Heed the counsel of the Lord. 
I speak blessing and encouragement over each and every one in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm going to invite my wife to come up. Amen. That was a good word. I'm going to pray for two things before quickly before we end. I think first thing I want to pray for is that in 2021, you and I will respond to God immediately. Yes. Immediate obedience. We have to stop thinking about it, processing, praying about it. Immediate. If you feel in all areas if you want to exercise don't think about tomorrow just get up and do 10 jumping sacks jumping jacks and do some push-ups right now immediate action immediate obedience that's what i want to pray for first so holy spirit we ask as we have heard your word your counsel will you god empower the hearers god to be able to obey immediately God, when we hear our, our, our uh, loved ones calling, Sunny, that we would say, yes, immediate response. Not just waiting or be, yeah, Holy Spirit, anoint us for that immediate obedience yes, in 2021. So we counsel you, immediate action, yeah? And the second thing I want to quickly pray for us is... Um, just like Benjamin said, being in the presence of one another in a community. You know, we talk about the presence of God because in the presence of God, you don't really have to like even pray for certain things. When you're in the presence of God, there's healing, there's restoration, right? Yep. In the presence of God, all things are possible. It's same way with the people. When I am in the presence of someone who's very prophetic, just being in that presence, Somehow I become prophetic. Somehow I'm able to sense and then pray. You know, when I am in the presence of married couples that are loving, for some reason, like, so I, I, like I eat the fruit of that. But when I'm in the presence of a couple that's fighting and, you know, that's like bitter, I walk away and become bitter. When I'm in the presence of somebody who's complaining a lot, I eat the fruit of that, and then I end up complaining a lot about my life, right? And so being in the presence, seeing the fruit in others and opening our hearts for their counsel, we get to really enter into their favor and eat the fruit of their favor. So I want us to pray for, uh, I, want me, I want to pray for that really quickly, yeah? Yes, yeah? So Holy Spirit, as a community, we hunger for your presence. Yes, Father, when we gather, even through Zoom, God, we want to enter into your presence. We ask for your presence to come, overtake, overshadow our community groups, Lord. But just as we hunger for your presence, will you help your sons and daughters in 2021 to enter into the presence of community. God, to be in the presence of those that carry the fruit of the kingdom of God, of the Holy Spirit. God, that we would share the fruit of the Spirit with one another by opening our hearts with one another. That's good. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.